His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. Man, you guys are amazing. I, I just love it. I do. So you see why the kids in the school of ministry are so good when you hear their parents. It's like, it, it is amazing. I'm really excited for these college kids to come over. I think that'll be really fun, uh, really fun thing. Um, I love that. I, I didn't talk to Ethan, so he didn't know I was going to um, talk about thankfulness on my glasses. <coughs> and I didn't step on them. Good. No, they were over there. Um, I made sure that I didn't dance on them. So anyway, <laughs> I'm healed. <coughs> okay. Um, <coughs> I've seen people do that. Anyway, and um, then need to go back and get glasses. <laughs> so I want to make sure my eyes are okay before I do that. <coughs> um, I had, you know, got on Facebook, and I have a dear friend. Her birthday was actually the same time, same day as Kristen's. And so um, I always remember Kristen's, but I got woke up March 22nd, and I thought, oh, I know somebody's birthday. And I thought, oh, my goodness, it was my best friend when I was growing up. Her name was also Teresa. And, uh, and now I've got a <laughs> another Teresa. Anyway, and uh, uh, so I got online and I just saw, you know, and wished her happy birthday. Told her I was thinking of her and stuff. And she just had her first grandchild. And, you know, she just is in hog heaven. And we're both 65. And she said, I said, well, that's so awesome. And she goes, yeah, it's good. I can enjoy it at my age. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, but we're getting ready to have number 25. And, I, okay, so here's, here's greed. They're not all here all the time anymore. And it makes me sad because I don't get to see all my grandchildren all the time. Okay? But that's greed. Because I not only have my children, my grandchildren around me, a lot of them, way more than one, but I also have all your children and all of you, and God never leaves us alone. And here's this man sitting, and I, I thought, he doesn't even have Jesus, and he sits in his home alone without Jesus. And, and you know, when you get older, and you don't even really have these thoughts when you're younger, but when you get older, you think, am I going to be all by myself when I'm old? I mean, you just think those thoughts, right, LaVonda? You just do. You think, kind of think those thoughts and stuff. And I have had the Lord say, I mean, strongly rebuke me. And it's the truth for all of us. I told you I would never leave you. And then we went and saw Phyllis this week, and, and she was just like, he's just always with me. And I thought, he said we would never be alone. So that what a lie. We're never alone. And I think greed is always what you don't have. And so you can get up in the morning, I'm not enough, that, that's, that's one idea. That's, that's a, a form of it. I'm not enough. So therefore, then that thought all day long, if you let it, you got to stop the train. I'm working on stopping my trains every morning. You know, I was talking to Marty, and she goes, you just can't even put your hands on anything. I said, no, you can't. He is doing a wonderful mind of Christ renewing in all of us right now. And you guys, is it not new? I've never seen the word taught like this. I've never known it like this. And I'm going, this is so exciting to me. When I was a kid, the word was taught to me out of fear. 
And I had just, I'd heard this story just yesterday, actually, and it was this little old lady. She was probably about 80, and her granddaughter, she was talking to her granddaughter, and she said, yeah, when we come to Jesus, we just suffer for him. I just suffer for Jesus, you know. It's just the way it is. You know, the Bible says it, you know. And so the the granddaughter's kind of laughing, and she said, well, Grandma, what about where it says we're to be a cheerful giver? Oh, yes, 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 we're to be cheerful while we suffer for Jesus because that's what we're supposed to do. And I thought I grew up hearing that. That was the way the gospel was taught. I'm telling you, it is the way it was taught. And then when the faith movement came, which Ron and I were young believers at that time, you know, and we were told that we had a baby with a heart in backwards because we had sin in our lives. And that was what was wrong with us. And so there really wasn't any hope because you got sin in your life. But if you have just enough faith, maybe that baby might make it. And so I was plowing against, we got sin in our lives. Well, who doesn't? Come on, you're working, and your kids too, you know. You know, you're going, Jesus, cleanse my mind. I'm still being cleansed, keep going. And so it was all fear-based. And that faith movement, that was our picture. But I knew God loved us more than that. I knew he didn't give us a baby with a heart in backwards because we were sinners. I knew better than that. But that was the way things were. And then... Our se- you know, after we lost Jacob, David was born, his eyes were backwards. I mean backwards. I'm not talking a little eye going in. I mean his, eyeball- his eyes were right smack at his nose. And so <laughs> it'd be so funny. We'd be going around places, and with Jacob, I'd have him in a stroller or wherever we'd go, and people go, oh, he's cold. He's so blue. You know, and so people say that to me all the time in the grocery store, wherever he went, and I'm like, uh, no, he's not cold. His heart's in backwards, you know. Oh, well, you know, and so with David, they go, oh, what a cute little fat. Oh, <laughs> and I said, well, he's got two, two families. He can see double. <laughs> he thinks he's got two dads and two moms. And uh, anyway, but saying all that, so we're working hard on our faith scriptures, and they're all faith scriptures of fear because if we don't do it right, we're not going to get things done, right? That was our faith doctrines. I mean, that was what was being preached. It was positive thinking. It was faith, you know, come on, say all the right things, but it wasn't with anything that believed any of it because it was all based in fear. And so, anyway, some people decided they were going to pray for David's eyes, so they came over to our house, (laughs) and they said, if you don't have enough faith, you need to leave the room. (laughs) And we both left, (laughs) because they didn't want the room tainted with unbelief. (laughs) And we're like, oh, God, please heal our son. (laughs) Anyway, he he did have his eyes straightened and was a very handsome boy. But saying all that, The Lord's been teaching us more and more as he's shown us that we're his adopted children out of love. And you know that it's come more and more out of my own mouth because I'm seeing it myself out of the Gospels more and more and more. Now, we always knew God loved us and Jesus loved us and died on the cross for us. But other than that, it was still all up to us to straighten up. And so there was a fear issue going on. I I told Ron, I said, pioneers... When they're clearing land, 
have usually shovels. I don't even know if they have pickaxes. They usually had shovels to get rocks out and boulders out, and they worked hard. And, boy, we'd work hard at that one sin, getting that thing out. Anybody remember? You know, I mean, we're just shoveling that thing. We're going to get it out of there, right? And now God comes along with his power, and he's become a bulldozer. That literally is saying, I'll take care of your sin if you'll trust me. I'll change your nature. I'm in you. Isn't that amazing? Now, does that mean that pioneers who cleared America were wrong because they used pickaxes or shovels or whatever and got rocks out to plant crops? No, I thank God for every ancestor we've ever had. I thank God for every word. But uh, if you read a lot of the old devotionals, it's all about how we're supposed to suffer. It just is. Now, that doesn't mean in the world you won't have suffering because that's just life. We know you're go- everybody goes through a measure of suffering in this world. It's not finished. It is finished, but it ain't over till it's over. Anyway, when we read the Bible out of fear, it always comes up with a sense of failing and condemnation. And I can remember not really liking reading my Bible as a kid because I always felt condemned because I certainly didn't do all those things. You know, don't ever lose your temper. Be kind, gentle, you know, and I like, well, at least I'm not doing that one. You know, I mean, you just kind of had that thing. It was, you know, and so honestly, reading the Bible was not life because we didn't learn it out of love. And really, we geared so much from the Old Testament, not knowing the fulfillment was in Christ. I was not taught that things were fulfilled in Christ. I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit except that a dove landed on Jesus. That's it. That was my doctrines. A dove landed on Jesus. Maybe you'll get a dove someday. And and the Old Testament is what we live under. And that everything in the Old Testament was fulfilled in Christ has been a progressive revelation. Oh, my goodness. Everything has been fulfilled in him. Is that amazing? The pioneers of the 1900s, nobody believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit or tongues or any of that. And William Seymour, and, and uh, they plowed through, and God opened the whole world up through a little barn. What, what, they were pioneers. They were learning, but God was moving. I don't believe we're pioneers anymore. I believe we are literally in the age of the harvesters, big, and that now we know how to move in things. And so this revelation over our minds, you guys, I'm telling you, it's a move of the Holy Spirit. It is a veil getting take off, taken off like I, I have never known. And I'm every every scripture to me is so fun anymore. It's either oh, it was fulfilled in Jesus. When you read the Old Testament and all the judgments, you realize every bit of it came on Christ. Oh wow! And then when you read the New, you hear He healed them all. He went around doing good. He, I mean, it is like God wants to heal everything and make all things new. That is good news. That is good news. So, here's, the, here's some of the scriptures. As a man thinks, so he is. Now, you can use it in business terms. You can use it in any of that. But I'm talking spiritual right now. If you think without fear, in deep love, everything that you think in Christ changes your DNA and who you are. As a man thinks, 
so he is. He wants us healed. He came to make all things new. He came to restore us in perfect love. So what I want to say is God doesn't want us, our faith withdrawn when we go through things. Don't withdraw your faith. And that is an issue. I thought over the years, and Darren um, shared, I think it was with Ethan or Hannah, maybe one, or Trent, you know, he said, tell them. We have prayed for Darren ever since he left the church. And he said he started wandering away from the Lord slowly. But he thanked God that we had, I mean, everyone that's been, in this church we have loved it's just like they're loved wherever they go it doesn't matter the family's family to me that's just the way it is but to hear that he's come back and that the lord is doing this work and he wanted us to know the seeds you planted have grown and i'm walking with the lord now is that not amazing but in the seasons of peop- watching people withdraw, which we've had, and it hurts because you're family, in those seasons, don't withdraw your faith. Don't withdraw your faith when things aren't working right. Don't withdraw your faith when things are hard because he has good. And all his word says it. But he's going, I'm looking at you, and I'm just saying that's the trophies in Mike and Marty's cabinet they haven't withdrawn their faith there's brandy i mean i'm looking at all you you're all trophies y'all have i mean it is true i'm not you guys i you know i tell the truth i mean i try to hide myself but i can't it just comes out it's just the way it is and you're all amazing trophies of faith i've watched you believe I mean, I love Andrea's story. Whoa. And then when Diana gets to see Ed and, and Kurt, whoa. But those are ones we've prayed for. All the, I mean, they're still part of us. Saw Gus yesterday, and I look at Gus as just like the little boy that was here. You know, I, he was one of our kids. And Gus is still walking with the Lord. Come on. So saying all that, I want to talk about a scripture. I had had us all working on memory verses. I think that has been a little hard. Uh, we had people share some on <laughs> Thursday night, and I was like, we're going to work a little harder on our memory verses. Everybody's going, who has time? Okay. But I want to tell you something. I might have learned my word in fear, but I learned it. I have so much scripture in my head. I have scriptures popping in my head all the time. It's like a running dialogue with the Lord, and he'll bring me a scripture. And some other Lord's have, but I'll find it quickly. I usually know what book it's in. And so saying all that, this is Joshua. And Joshua was warned nine times before he went into the promised land. Nine times. He was told, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You guys, we're going into the promised land. I'm going to tell you that I've learned to be content as people have left. I have learned to be content. Steve Backlund said, if you'll just give me better people, I'll have a good church. That's what he told us. You know, he was sharing about it. And he said, he said the Lord said, when you get content with what God has given you and love them, the way I love them, I will give you great, great openings. You watch. But I'm not looking for the great openings. I'm thankful for the lives of all of you. And I'm thankful for what God has done and is doing. Okay, so back to Joshua. Joshua was 
uh, he and Caleb were the two that had faith and believed that God could take the giants down. So now here he is, and he has been a disciple of Moses all these years, and now God is saying he had to tell him nine times, probably nine times, to be strong and courageous. So I looked up the word courage or courageous. In the, uh, and this is an amazing thing, you guys. Listen to this. The word courageous in the Hebrew means to be mentally. It is your mind first to be mentally and physically steadfast in your mind, in your body. And it also means strong. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. And it all has to do with how you think. And then here's Moses saying to him. Moses said, let the words from the book of uh, the words of God be always on your lips. Meditate on them day and night. Now, I'm talking about all fear gone with these words. They're all good, and they've all got good promises. Meditate on them day and night. This is what's going to strengthen us. Not to lose our faith, not to withdraw our faith. Meditate on them day and night so you may be careful to live by all that's written in it, if you do, you will make your way through this world, through this world, our journey, you will prosper. His favor's always been around us. And you will always find success. The word be strong and courageous, first of all, means get your mind set on the word of God. Get your mind set full of the word of God, and it will strengthen you physically to do what you need to do. So that is Old Testament, but it's still new. And it is what God says. And then God spoke to Joshua, and he said, God said this, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. This is the ninth time. God's saying it. Never be afraid. You have a choice in your mind when situations come up to give in to fear. And I'm not telling you you won't feel. To give in to fear or to stay strong in courage. And courage comes when your mind is set on the word of God. He says, never be afraid or discouraged because I'm your God. This is where he's not going to leave us alone. The eternal one. And I will remain with you wherever you go. Do you know why I've not been afraid? I mean, I, I am not a gadabout. I'm just not. I, I don't know what that word means, but I'm not. I just, uh, you know, I've never been a big shopper. I've never just been out and about. I just, it's, you know, I like my home, and I love making a nest, a home nest. I just am. But here I am being sent all over the world, and you think I would be afraid. And I remember the first time we ever went, Teresa and I went to Israel during the Intifada, and tanks are on every street. Now, I was afraid when our bus didn't leave us off in Galilee and was taking us up to the border of um, Lebanon, I think, because they were in war with Lebanon and Israel, and I'm telling the bus driver, and he can't understand English, and I'm going... 
get us off. So he leaves us in a town all by, by ourselves at this bus stop. And we stay there for hours. And there's all these, you know, people uh, around us and tanks. And I'm like, okay, you sent us here, and I am not going to be afraid. I choose you. And I wasn't afraid. And then all night long in our hotel room in Jerusalem, we heard the mosques uh, raging with Antifada and all of the um, um, Muslims getting ready to make war. All night long, I've never heard anything like it in my life. It was like a big brawl. It was the most evil sound. And all night long, we would have to quote scriptures and go, God, we praise you, we praise you. That was in 2000. But I have never been afraid from that point on. I just chose. Wherever I go, he goes with me. And I'm as safe there as I am right here. That's the truth. I'm never alone. Those thoughts of I'm going to be left alone when I'm old are demonic. My friend said to me, we're old and we're going downhill. I, I just broke it off. I was just like, no way. And then I had another one that we met at Walmart yesterday, and, and uh, she said the same thing. We're, we're just moving down. I, we're moving downhill. I'm not telling you how old I am, but I'm downhill now. And I thought, as you think, no wonder the nursing homes are full of people that can't do nothing. They went downhill because they chose to think it that way. I remember Ron's Aunt Sini. Golly, how old was she? Almost 90. Out climbing the orchard trees, trimming her trees. I'm serious. And, and she, I mean, she's working, and I just loved Aunt Sini. We were so blessed to live by her in our young marriage. And, and uh, then one day, she wasn't feeling very well, and it was really not well. And so she went to the doctor, and two weeks later, she died of cancer. Two weeks later, she was gone. But she lived to the fullest while she could live to the fullest. And it's our choice, you guys. We live in a beautiful county. Stop wishing it was, I don't know what county we wish it was, you know, Florida. I don't know. I don't like Florida anyway. But anyway, I mean, stop wishing it was something it's not and enjoy it. I'm talking to me. You know, I would like a sunshine state. I thank God. God for the sunshine. I'm a sun follower. There you go. Okay. He said he would be with us. He would never, ever leave us. Now, isn't that amazing? Now, I'm going to read a story. Uh, where is it? Maybe I better go on. Be strong and courageous. Okay. Jesus said, I, I love the book of John, and I think I used to just live in that because Jesus is so loving in that book, and it began to eradicate all my fears. It began to take away, and I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I practically memorized the book of John. I believe the book of John tells the heart of Jesus. I believe a lot of the other books tell the works of Jesus, but when you listen to John, you hear his heart, and I love that because I want to know, what do you think about me? What are you thinking? And Jesus was talking to the disciples, and he said, I'm going to join the Father, and you'll see me no longer. The ruler of this dark world has already been judged. It's over. It's over. 
A lot of us, when we walk in that fear of I'm going to fight the devil, we don't have to fight the devil. He fought the devil. He fought it. We have to fight our minds standing in the place of what the Word of God says. Isn't that amazing? When the truth-giving spirit, which I believe is the mind of Christ, comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. I believe that's what's happening. This wave of the Holy Spirit is unveiling every truth within us. When the spirit, the mind of Christ comes, he'll unveil every truth within you. Everything I've taught you, so you'll be whole and at peace as I am. In this world order, this unbelieving world order, you will experience trouble and sorrows. Why? Why did that happen? You're in the world order. Overcome it by believing. But you must be courageous. Jesus said the same words to us that God said to Joshua nine times. What did he say? You must be steadfast in your mind. You know, don't say I'm losing my mind. Don't say things that will, you know, I don't know. I just think I'm going to go crazy. I'm telling you, all those are our battles that the Lord is going, I've given you a sound mind. When the truth-giving spirit comes, he'll unveil the reality of truth. Everything I've taught you, uh, everything I've taught you is so you'll be whole and at peace. So all the word of God is going to make you whole and at peace. As I am in this world out order, unbelieving, you'll experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. I have conquered the world. Okay, so I want to share one more thing because um, we were talking, Ron and I, about warfare, and he had been praying for a lady. Do you care if I show this? He'd been praying for a lady. Well, okay, I won't share it. No, he was, he'd been caring for a lady um, at work and he had prayed for her for healing and he said he went in the second time and immediately a headache hit her just like that and he got frustrated because he'd been saying lord you've created me to be a healer and he knew that the enemy was working and so immediately he started thinking i don't have i haven't had enough faith i haven't done the right thing didn't you immediately and then he also thought Devil, get out of here. Get out of here in Jesus' name, okay? I'm going to tell you there's a higher. Now, and and those things do work sometimes, but I'm going to tell you a higher place. And Paul said it, and Jesus said it. To be courageous is to set your mind. To set your mind on the word of God. Not just promises, but on what he says. And this is what Paul said. Though we walk, okay, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through, I think maybe 5. For though we walk in this world, it's the world Jesus said we'd be in, we do not fight according to the world's rules of warfare. We don't have swords. We don't have a bunch of stuff. We don't get our fists out and hit it. We don't have to. Christ hit it and destroyed it. 
He said, the weapons of war we're fighting are not of this world, but are powered by God and effective for tearing down strongholds erected against his truth. The enemy fights his truth. The truth of the matter is, is that God heard Ron's prayer. And I loved uh, Steve Backlund going, Oh, great. This is when I celebrate. This is when God shows up. And I shared that on, I'll, I'll tell you that in a minute. He has erected his truth. We are demolishing arguments, ideas, every high and mighty philosophy that pits against the knowledge of the one true God. God wants to make all things new. That is the truth. We are taking prisoners, every thought. We're lining them up. With the mind of Christ, we're taking prisoners, every thought, every emotion. We're subduing them into obedience to the anointed one. That is strong and courageous. That's what Jesus said to do. The story that um, I, I shared with Ron that day, we were talking about it. I said, there was a boy who was a great witness for the Lord. And he said every time that he got around a group, he could share the Lord. He was having great success in evangelism. But when they would say they were atheists, it would crash him. And so he was telling them every time, every time they say it, I just crash. See, now that's taking obedience, the thoughts of your mind. And the Lord spoke to him and said, what I want you to begin to say is, oh, great. That's when God shows up. And so he said he practiced it over and over. And I'm going to tell you, you practice what you need to do when you're not around people, when you're in situations at home or wherever, you're, when you're in your car, you practice saying the things you need to be saying because you won't say them when you're hit with them if it's not inside of you. So he was practicing it, believing it. And so then they went out on the street, and it was a large crowd, and, and there was a whole group, and he was standing there sharing the Lord, telling them Jesus loved him. And the girl that was standing out front, kind of the spokesman, said, well, I don't really want to hear it. I'm an atheist. And he said, okay, here it goes. Oh, great, that's when God shows up. And he said something broke. He led her to the Lord, and all of the rest of the group came to Jesus. I'm telling you, the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God by the lining of our mind of Christ within us with the word of God and something in us that will not give up. Something that says, so don't withdraw your faith in this season. Don't withdraw your faith when things aren't working the way you thought they should work. Don't withdraw your faith. That is where we're tempted. Today's lies, I can only be thankful when the circumstances change. So I can't smile. I can't celebrate. The circumstances have been like this so long. Today's truth, Thanksgiving increases my faith level, my courage level, concerning life's uncertainties and God's promise. Thankfulness alters my perspective from doubt to faith, I am growing in gratitude daily. I know we are. I do. 
I, I can just tell you, I see it in all of you. I'm so proud of you. I thought your testimonies were awesome. And, you know, I, I appreciate when you thank, thank us, Ron and I, for being your pastors. But I just want to tell you, we couldn't be more happy to be in this family. You know, yeah, I've wanted to leave. I've wanted to go places because I've had greed. It just looked better over on the other side, especially when you're going through something. Anybody that there? And yet, I am so grateful, like it's a wonderful life, to find out, well, Bedford Falls is really important. <laughs> I love that movie. I do. And we have been created to see Bedford Falls go forth. Okay, <laughs> on a more serious note, no. Um, we're going to pray and kind of close, and then I'm going to have the worship team come up, and we're going to do our little fire tunnel or prayer tunnel or impartation tunnel or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Let's stand. Father, we thank you for what incredible riches you have given to us and are pouring out within us. Lord, when I found out we are the top 1% of, this, of the world in, in riches and what we have, how could we ever be ungrateful, unthankful for what we have? Lord, when I look at this neighbor, I'm going, oh, my goodness, Lord. And he's one of probably thousands and thousands Father, help us to love them. I ask you for people like that, that we could show them how much you love them. Open our eyes to be strong. Thank you for listening to this message. You.